0: I mean, uh, I know I do. Uh, Sometimes I go through it because of uh, things I fail to do for him. and He's trying to get my attention. Uh, Sometimes we go through it just because we don't understand. But we want our children to understand what's going on, so they're going to go through it back there in the children's church. And uh, they won't struggle through it as we do. Sometimes we, we have a difficult time struggling it. I've been preaching a series on dark times. All our young people welcome to go. we got a lot of them this morning. Good to see them. Glad to uh, have Larry and and uh, <coughs> Evelyn's family with us. Give them a hand again, if you will. Good to see them. Good to have them. On the back of your bulletin, you'll find uh, a grandparents' uh, poem. Today's Grandparents' Day. Happy grandparents. All grandparents, please stand. We'd like to give you a hand, if you would, please. Well, maybe we should have said, everybody stand. we Amen. <laughs> Amen. Good to see you. Grandparents play an important part. Grandparents certainly played an important part in my life. They helped raise me. And then of course our business meeting. Uh uh members, you're expected. Uh uh visitors, you're welcome. It's uh this uh a little bulletin inserts this Wednesday night at six forty five is our business meeting. Uh it's not in in the red, it's not written in, in the pink color because we're in the red. It's <laughs> It's because it shows up better, So, but uh, if you'd come, we'd uh, love to have you. If you'd like to see what, and hear what's going on, we'd love to have you. I want to deviate a bit this morning. It's still a dark time, still uh, something a little bit difficult, but something the Lord kind of laid on my heart. It's, it, it, I've never went this direction before, and part of the reason that I, I was going this way, I was working on it, but we had one of the most enjoyable uh, times Friday and Saturday with Edna's family, not that we n- don't normally, but uh, we went over to, uh, on the other side of Wichita, Kansas, and drove over there, and uh, this Wednesday her brother, oldest brother, be 75, and we went over, and, and Dad, her father's 96, uh, and uh, two of her sisters and her other brother and sister all came down from Kansas City, Kansas, from Leavenworth area, uh, Bonner Springs, and uh, we met him over there and took him out to lunch, and had just a great time to visit, but in the in uh you know how families are I'm sure you're you're part of one. <coughs> maybe you're like dad's ninety six created this one, but this um things conversations come up, they go every which direction from religious to political to sports to whatever a- and the comment came up that you can't take it with you, you know. And, and, of course, we all heard, the, I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse and those kind of things, right? And, and that's a true statement. I haven't either. So, by this time now, you've found James chapter 4, verse 13, 14, and 15. Stand with me out of respect to the author of the word, and I want to read those verses, and then we'll get into our message. James chapter 4, verse 13. Go to now. He says, oh, come on, guys. James, the brother of Jesus. Now, if if that ain't enough, I mean, how would you like your oldest brother to tell you that he's the son of God? Would you believe that? Most of the time, your older brother tells you you're adopted. I know. I'm the oldest brother. The rest of them were adopted. But he said, come on now. He said, you know, you, you say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get great gain hey we're going to do this start a new business where we're going to do the survey uh, we're sending people to survey the area of the intersection like Walmart does and loves does and all those they they survey that how many cars go by this intersection and at certain times of day verse 14 whereas you know not what shall be on tomorrow he said you got no idea what's going to happen tomorrow anybody in here know what's going to happen tomorrow I know we got planned after service, and that's baptism. But uh, if Jesus comes back, uh, whoever's left, go ahead and help yourself. Uh, our baptism is Galmy Cove, and what you do is go out the church driveway, take a right, go down to Deems uh, Equipment, take a right, and stay on that road, and you'll end up at Galmy Cove. For what is your life? He said, what is life anyway? It is a vapor or a mist that appeareth for a little time and then vanishes away. For what you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or do that. If God's going to let us, God's will, you know, we'll, we'll let do that. I, I like, here's what most people say. If it's God's will, preacher, I'll see you Sunday. You think he's going to change your mind between now? And, it's God's will for you to be in the church, you know. But this is talking about business or doing those kind of things. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Grace, Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the music we heard. We thank you that the Lord... Uh, that through it all, you're there with us and through the difficult times. And Lord, we thank you that you that you uh, give uh, everybody safe travel here. And we ask you to be with the remainder of the service and certainly with the baptism. And then with those that uh, need to begin a journey, those that are just starting the journey. Lord, those that's been on a journey for a long time and just getting wore out. We just ask you to strengthen them, encourage them. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, I want to talk to you this morning about the subject. Take it or leave it. Now, take it or leave it. Now, remember the conversation. You can't take it with you. Well, I want to talk to you this morning about take it on that day or leave it this day. You can take it on that day, and we're all going to face that day unless the Lord comes back, or or we can leave it on this day. And James said this is the only time we got right now is this day. And we can put that in a treasure. In fact, Paul wrote to the church at Corinth reminding them that they had a treasure. In 2 Corinthians 4, 7, it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, this, this treasure in our body. And he's talking about the gospel, the, the opportunity to put out the good news, the opportunity to tell people how to start on a spiritual journey, how to encourage them along that way, that the excellency of the power of may be of God and not of us. It's not It's not us. It's God and his power. But it's in earthen vessels. And earthen vessels, you know what they are like. They're kind of fragile. They break. They have difficulty. And, and so we've all heard in our life that on that day, what? You can't take it with you. Now, there was a discussion on that in, in, in that family meeting they were talking about, and and it, it kind of got me. I, I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, someone said, "Yeah, you can. You can put it in casket and take it with you. Take all that." If you know, uh, they talk about winning. One one brother said, "Hey, I'll, I'll split it and we'll just have a a blast with it and and enjoy ourselves." The other brother said, "I'm going to win it and tell them I'm an only child." Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the other one said, one said, one person said, "Hey, you can put it in casket. You can take it with you." Well, when they do, I'm going to write a check, put it in there, and take the cash out. <laughs> you you can't. Well, you can take it with you. The truth is, now before you turn me off, please listen. The truth is you can take it with you. But you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. There's some things you can take with you. In fact, there are five treasures. I'm going to use the word treasure. Paul said there's a treasure within us, the treasure of the gospel. And there's treasures that can we can take with you on that day, but you really shouldn't. Now, you got, your, you got your thinking caps on your mind. All right, let's look at it. First of all, you can take in that casket on that day unspoken words. Words are a treasure. You can take on words. There are basically three types of words in, that we use in our vernacular today. We use words that help us, and we use words that hurt, don't we? You've heard words that hurt you. Fact is, if you're like me, maybe you've said words that hurt other people. And maybe you've been fortunate a few times to say some words that help. But there's a third kind of words, and those words are unspoken. They're those words that never are spoken to anybody. And you can you can take that. Now, some of us, like me, uh, some of you younger ones don't understand this. We were talking about this briefly in Sunday school. When you did something right, did you hear a praise? When you was growing up, probably not. If you're of my generation or older, you, you're supposed to do right, so just do it. But if you did wrong, those weren't unspoken words. You heard that. You usually got got fired up, didn't you? Listen, there are many types of words that need to be spoken before that day, before we take it. We need to leave those words. Children need to hear words. We need to take those words and put them, remember the picture of the tombstone and the picture of the treasure chest? We need to put those words in treasure chest. Because those words that we leave, those words that are spoken, those words that go in the char- in the uh, th- those things that we don't take with you, those things we leave, They are in that treasure chest to help the next generation, to help the next group of people. And children need to hear words of instruction. Uh, They need to hear words of information. They need to hear words of encouragement. Uh, Job well done. Uh, (laughs) Us older folks need that from time to time too, don't we? Hey, they need words of affirmation. They need words of security. They need to know that somebody's looking after them, taking care of them, cares about them. Children need to hear that. They need to know that. They get concerned. They get scared. They get nervous. Spouses need to hear words, unspoken words. Words are a treasure. Spouca- spouses need to hear words of appreciation. You know, uh, the meal's cooked, the clothes cleaned, the laundry's done, or the or bringing money home, or the yard cut, or things taken care of. They need to hear Words of appreciation. They need to hear words of affection. Hey, I love you. Thank you. You look nice. You smell good. You, you, whatever. They need to hear words of affirmation. Not only do they need appreciation and affection, but they need affirmation. affirmation. They need to hear words that affirms them and who they are and what they are. And I'm not. I, I'm still working on that. You can ask Edna, she'll tell you. I'm still lear- working on these words. I need you to help me uh, along that way. Need to feel secure. They need to have security. They need to hear words that you are going to protect and provide and care for them. They need to know that. They, they need to have, feel comfortable with that. They need encouragement. I mean, after all, you know, you love. you they can love you, but you still need to encourage them. They can be committed but they still need to be encouraged. They need to hear that. So children need to hear words of, of, of what we said, and the spouses need to hear words, but friends. How about our friends? Our friends need words also, don't they? Our friends need words of appreciation. Hey, thank you for being there. I, I appreciate that. They need to hear words of value. I value your, uh, your friendship. I value your ideas. I value your opinions. They need to know that. Understanding. Hey, thanks for understanding, uh, and uh, even when I mess up, thanks for understanding. That's that's a good friend. And a friend will let you know that, hey, you have messed up, and this is the direction you're going in, you need to change. You need to do something right. We need to hear those. We need to have words of encouragement. Hey, you can do this. You can accomplish this. You can come up with this. You're good at doing this kind of thing. You need to hear those kind of words from your friends. You, you need to be a friend and say those kind of words to your friends, to your spouse, to your children, to your mom and dads. Let me tell you the story about the, the blue ribbon. I throw it up there for me as a reminder. <coughs> Some of you, I'm sure, have heard this, but there was a, a, a teacher in, in in school that, uh, t- to a graduating class, and I forget the class, but she. She, what she did is, at the end, she did something different. She handed out blue ribbons to each student. Not just one, but she gave two or three. And she, sa- and she gave them to them, and when she gave them to them, she said, you know what, you really made my year enjoyable. I appreciate your smile. I appreciate your timeliness. Uh, to another one, I appreciate your, your politeness. To another one, I appreciate... Uh, You're getting all your homework in, and and even though you were quiet, I appreciate you. Now, she said, I gave each one of these a blue ribbon, and then I gave them two others to hand out to somebody. I said, now you take and give that to somebody else who's had some type of effect in your life, and you let them know what they are and give them the other ribbon to hand out to somebody else. Now, this is a true story. And so they did that, and one boy went and gave it to his dad, and told him the story, and his dad went and gave it to uh, uh, the, uh, his shift supervisor. His s- shift supervisor gave the ribbon to, to uh, the uh, manager, shop manager. Told him about, hey, appreciated for the work, the job, and those kind of things, and glad we have it. Shop manager said, you know what? I, I need to give this to the, the company uh, guy the district's doing, it. and he gave it to him. And the district said, "You know, it wasn't just me, it's the CEO." So he gave it to the CEO and said, "I want to tell you how we appreciate you keeping the company open during difficult times things going." The CEO went home that night and he was thinking about it, and he, uh, his 14-year-old son came in, and he said, he said, Joel, he said, "Sit down here a minute, I want to talk to you." He said, uh, Joe. I haven't spent a lot of time with you. I've been trying to keep the company going, things going, and for that, I'm sorry. And I want to give you this blue ribbon, Joe, and I want to tell you how proud I am and how much I love you for what you do around the house here and, and for understanding even when I fail and, and uh, for, for just trying to be the student in school that you're doing. And, and Joe, I want you to take this blue ribbon, and I want you to know in my book you're a winner. Tears coming down Joe's face. Joe got up, went in the other room, opened a drawer, and pulled out a gun. Brought the gun back in, and gave it to his dad. And said, I was going to use this tonight on myself because I didn't think anybody cared, anybody paid attention, or anybody I loved me. You see, when that day comes, folks, we can take unspoken words. And those unspoken words are going to have an effect on the next generation or those people that we come in contact with. And we can affect. David said that he encouraged or had an effect when he he had served, is the word the King James used, his generation. And when he had served his generation, he gave up the ghost. Folks, you're here in this generation to serve people. So unspoken words are a treasure. Words in themselves are a treasure. Unspoken words are nothing but hurtful and presume this is what he would have said or she would have said or done. You see, there's also unused talents that you can take with you. Five things unspoken words you can take, unspoken talents are a treasure. Talents are those gifts that you have. You just uh, heard the talent today of the choir and. Donna directing the choir and and uh, uh, praise team singing uh, whoever, uh, the choir singing. Don and Donna singing. Uh, Ruth playing the piano. Aren't you glad they're using their talents? You know, there there's people uh, uh, that 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 build things, carpenters and mechanics that fix things. And there's all kinds of talents that you can have. Uh, there's the, the you know you you like uh, uh, being serviced. There's that talent of being served or somebody cooking a meal there's that, it's some great talents everybody on this earth has at least one talent you're sitting here this morning and you have at least one probably more than one but every one of us have at least one and many people are multi-talented with the ability to do many things well you you, you can do more than then one thing, you can do something, uh, you, you're a good encourager, you're a good prayer warrior, you're a good Bible teacher, you're a, a good preacher, you're a good singer, you're good uh, at playing the piano, or you're good at uh, building things as a carpenter, you're good at repairing things as a, as a uh, mechanic, whatever. Some of them have them. But we are given talents by God for two reasons. God gives us talents, each one of us, whether it's one or many, uh, for two reasons. Number one, to bless other people by our contributions. We're to encourage. We're to bless other folks. That's that's what it's all about. And I and, and I pray, and I want my messages to bless, to encourage, to lift you up, to help you on your spiritual journey. Whether you're a, a brand new Christian or you've been at it for years, or or maybe you're just trying to determine how to get started on it. you. You don't even understand this Bible stuff and all that kind of thing. You know, uh, maybe maybe that's difficult. Well, that's my uh, prayer for you. That's my uh, desire to see that happen in your life and watch you grow spiritual what you get I want to see people get stronger than me spiritual and I'm not very strong there's some people in this church uh, and there I'm here only because of the prayers of the folks in this church in this county and the second reason God gives us is to honor God by using what he gave us in a positive way sometimes people yet take their talent and use them in a negative way some people are, are gift orators and they can rip you off in a minute You've seen them, con men, con women. They they misuse our things. You see, unused talents, talents are things. <coughs> what talents do you have that you're not using? What talents are you have that Satan's got you afraid of, of saying a kind word or encouraging word or afraid of getting involved in the ministry in the church or doing something? Uh, those that's are visiting, maybe the church in here, what, what talents are you not using? What talents are you not blessing somebody else as you're not contributing to society? What talents are you not giving God with? What are they? You know. I don't. The Holy Spirit knows what you got. Somebody needs what you have to offer. Somebody needs what you have to offer. Our God would not have put you here. You have a purpose. You're worth something. You're so special in God's sight that he sent his son to die on the cross just for you. You see, we're not the only church in the area. We're certainly not the only church of preaching the truth, I'm sure. But we're here for a purpose. God's put us here 114 years. Call church. have been on this acre of land. Now we're about 12 acres. He's put to encourage us. You see, there's some things you can take with you or you can leave. You can leave words. Or you can leave talents, or you can take them with you, unused, unspoken words, unspoken talents. Number three, unshared love. Unshared love's a treasure that she certainly could take with you. You don't tell somebody you love them. You don't tell how special they are to you. You don't tell them how special they are to the family of God, to our community. And, and this is a community. That's why the church was started to be a community. We need one another to encourage along the way. God is a master lover. He loved us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross just for us. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Wow. That's love. We've seen men and women be killed on battlefields. And we've watched them on the news. Or if you're like me, you've been there and privileged to some of the sights you'll never forget on this side of heaven of men and women serving a nation, the giving the best that they had. You see, first John 4 8 He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. You say, Man, I just I just hate those people that are child molesters, or I hate you know well, I don't care for their lifestyle either. But I'm learning to say, Lord, we need to pray for them. That meeting in Springfield tomorrow night, we need to pray. We need to pray for those people that want that agenda, uh, on the agenda and want it to pass. We need to pray for that. We need to pray. They need to know that God loves them. They need to know the truth. You see, many people fail to to share their love with others because they're afraid of getting hurt. That's all we're about. Let me tell you something that I'm learning. It's a very difficult lesson and it's something that that some of you probably already know it's not earth-shaking but if a person can't help you they can't hurt you because we don't let them get that close i've been there if that person can help you be you're letting them in they can hurt you and i'd rather go through life experiencing hurt and trying to help somebody and seeing them and 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 needing their help and encouragement than to go through life with a wall and i've been there i lived part of my life that way i remember i i, I there you would have never got any closer to me than i was going to allow you to which was out here and then uh, and then i let my wife get and daughter get a little closer but i still didn't let them get in for years and I'd, I'd already been hurt i'd Experienced hurt from a dysfunctional family. I'd finished hurt in, in the army in Vietnam. I didn't want anybody to get any closer. And by doing that, I wasn't sharing my love. And I wasn't opening. And the sad part is, too many people are afraid to share love because they're afraid to be hurt. But, folks, the truth is, if they can't hurt you, they can't love you and they can't help you. Your choice, however you want to do it. Listen, I've I've stood beside far, far too many caskets and heard people say, I wish I could say I love you one more time. Some of you have been there. Some of you have been in those places. And you wish you could say, well, you know what? You still can. You can tell it to somebody else that knew that person, a friend, a family member, whatever. You can say that, hey, you know what? I love them. You know, they were special, and tell them why. They're good. I, um, Lisa is one of the good doing that. She talks about Gene, her papa. She you know, she said, boy, I loved him. I, yeah, he was special, wasn't he, Lisa? Yeah, he was. He'd do this and make me laugh, and he'd do that. That's good. And they know that. That's the good thing you can do. And I wish I could say it one more time. You can. Don't take it with you on that day. Leave it this day. James, the, older bro- uh, the younger brother of Jesus, said, hey, we're only guaranteed today. This moment's all we got. We don't, that's all that we got. We don't, we're not guaranteed anything else. What treasures have you failed to deposit in the life of another person? What treasures have you failed to put in that treasure chest to leave it for that grandchild, that child, that great-grandchild, that, that friend, that neighbor? What, uh, what, what treasure? Are you going to take with you on that day instead of leaving it this day? You know, take it or leave it. Is it an unspoken word? Certainly words are a treasure. Is it it unused talents? And certainly talents are a treasure. And maybe it's an unshared love, and love is a treasure. Man, what a blessing. And number four, unrealized dreams. Dreams are a treasure. You know what? Let let me show you. Here's what the sad part is. Kids have dreams all. But somewhere in life, we adults say, oh, no, that won't happen. Nope, that ain't going to work. That's unrealistic. And we begin to steal or kill their dreams. And pretty soon, dreams are not there anymore. Somebody stole your dreams. You used to have a dream. Maybe you still do. The uh, Bible talks about a vision, and ideas, and what you're going And we let this world, this life, steal it. And we take, on that day, unfulfilled dreams and sit together. Maybe you dream of getting an education or a higher education or maybe taking that vacation or that cruise or or whatever it is. Uh, Or maybe that position or seeing something happen. Whatever your dream is. The ability to dream or visualize things before they exist is a gift God has given only only to human beings. Angels already know they up or they they know what's going to happen. they don't understand it all, but they know but human beings, animals don't do that. I know well, we used to think we had a dog a dream it certainly snored. <laughs> you think it a dream but hey, they don't have a dream. they don't have the ability to see things before they exist but only human beings do. listen. We can drive cars today because why? Henry Ford had a dream. Man went bankrupt five or six times and and got told no several more times, but he kept with his dream, and he built the car. Of course, he didn't dream big enough because he said, you can have any Model T Ford you want as long as it's black. He should have got in the color mode. He only dreamed in black and white. (laughs) Listen, we fly across the globe because the Wright brothers dreamed it. Their daddy, who was a deacon in the church they attended, told them, forget that flying, boys, build bicycles. Open up a bicycle shop. If you open up a bicycle shop, now that's useful. That's going to go someplace. Forget about flying. How many people, out of curiosity, has driven a car or or flown a plane? Ridden in a car ridden in a plane? Yeah. Hey, I like it. It's a lot easier getting some places. But it started because somebody had a dream. Listen, David had a dream of eliminating Goliath. The whole army of Israel stood up on the hillside and said, We can't beat him. It's impossible for us to get him. But David said, Hey, I serve God. God can do it. We need a dream. We need to activate our dreams. Nehemiah had a dream of rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem, and 52 days was rebuilt. He had a dream. He had a plan. He put it to effect. He prayed. He had a dream. Paul had starting churches, leading souls to Christ and getting people saved. and Because of that, you and I are here today. All because of a dream. Because it was not an unrealized dream. It was a fulfilled dream. Folks, on that day, you can take your dream with you. What is your dream? What's your dream for growing spiritually in the Lord and doing things for God? What? What is that dream? What, what, what's your dream? Don't let your dream die with you, folks. Reignite it. Rekindle that dream. Get it started. Only you can keep your dream alive. You're the only one because the dreams God's given you. You can keep it alive by passing it on in that treasure as a treasure to the next generation because dreams are a treasure. And put in that treasure chest for those who coming after, or you can, like Carol said, take it with you. You can take it with you. And that's it. It doesn't go anywhere then. I'm not saying you're not going to heaven. Don't misunderstand. That's not all what I'm saying. I'm saying when we go, when that day comes, whether we go to heaven or go to hell, that's your choice. But you can take it with you or you can leave it. Take it or leave it. Listen, number five, unoffered or unaccepted forgiveness. Forgiveness is a treasure. Don't you feel great when you forgive someone? Maybe you even feel greater when somebody forgives you. Have you asked forgiveness? Have you offered forgiveness? Are you taking it with you on that day? You see, the truth is everyone will one day need to be forgiven by someone. It's a fact. I don't care how old you are, but we're all going to need it one day. The truth is don't leave this world needing to forgive someone. Forgive them. Man, go on. Just forgive them and go on. You say, yeah, but what if, they're, what if they've already passed on? You can still forgive them. You can still ask God to forgive them. Don't leave this world needing to ask forgiveness from someone. Don't leave without asking. Hey, say, will you forgive me? I, I'm sorry I said. I'm sorry I failed to do. Uh, whatever. Would you forgive me? You can take it on that day or you can leave it on this day. That's all we got. That day and this day, that's it. That's life in a nutshell. Don't leave this world needing to forgive yourself. You know, that, that's difficult. I'm going to show you a Bible example here in just a minute uh, of a person that, that gave forgiveness, offered forgiveness. The sad part is the brothers, the family members, didn't accept it either. But let me tell you a true story. Maybe you've seen it or heard it on the news. There was a golfer, there is a golfer by the name of, I believe his na- last name is pronounced uh, Divinzio. I'm not positive on the pronunciation, but he uh, was in a golf tournament and he ended up quite high in the winning bracket. And that day, a lady came up to him right afterwards, and that he received his winnings, and said, "I have a a baby at home that has an incurable disease and." and he's not going to make it, and and we just don't have money. We don't broke. He turned his winning check over, endorsed it, and said, Here, go try to find some happiness for you and your baby, and she took it. About two weeks later, he was in the clubhouse, and one of the uh, PGA sponsors, one of the PGA, uh, I don't know what they call them, referees or umpires or uh, whatever, uh, sit down at the table by him, and he said, uh, Mr. Venzio you realize that that woman that you talked to two weeks ago, yeah, yeah, I, I she doesn't even have a baby that has an incurable disease. You know, the one you gave the money to? He looked at the man in the face, and this is what he said. What? There is no baby with that has an incurable disease? I that's right. He said, man, that's the best news I've heard all my life. What did he do? He forgave him. So she got a few dollars. But he gave it for the right reason. And he gave forgiveness. Maybe you need to give somebody a blue ribbon to show of your love or to show of their dreams that you're proud or whatever. Maybe there's someone you need to forgive. That Bible character I was telling you about, he had dreams. (laughs) <laughs> but his family didn't listen to him. He had dreams. He said, oh, this is what I'm going to do as a young kid. Had problems. They said, oh, that's not going to happen. And Joseph is that example I want to use. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 19, after it's all said and done, Joseph was, was, was uh, lied about to his father about him being uh, killed by a, an animal. He was uh, thrown into slavery, thrown into jail, all that. Now he's the second command of Egypt. Uh, interesting thing. Joseph became the second in command, and he is symbolic of Jesus Christ, the Son. Daniel became the third in charge of that kingdom as a prisoner, and he's uh, a symbol of the Holy Spirit. But anyway, Joseph, Joseph, uh, uh, and Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I'm in the place of God. They, they were concerned. Now our daddy's dead. Now he's going to get even with us. But it's all over. We ain't got a chance in the world. And Joseph said, hey, look, don't fear, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you thought evil against me. You meant it for bad, uh, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. You got this day or that day? That day you meant it for evil when you throw me and sold me as a, a slave. But this day... God meant it for good. God said, this is what it's all about. This is why it's important. So you can take it that day, or you can leave it, folks, on this day. It's your choice. I want to live my life to make a difference, and I want to start leaving more than I plan on taking with me. You see, unspoken words are a treasure, and we can take them with us. Number two, unused talents our treasure, and we can take those with us if you want. You got unshared love, and love certainly is a t- as a treasure, and and you can take that with you if you want. Number four, you got unrealized, unfulfilled dreams, and certainly dreams are a treasure, and you can let your dream die with you, and you can take it with you on that day. Or you can leave it to this day, and number five unoffered or unaccepted forgiveness, and forgiveness is a treasure, and you can take it with you on that day, or you can leave it this day. James 4.14. Whereas you know not what shall be on the tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. For what is life? Is it is even a vapor, a mist, if you will, that appeareth for a little time and then vanish away. The only time we have to deposit our treasure in the life of others, is on this day. Not that day is done. The only treasure we have, we can take it on that day or we can leave it this day. And I want to start leaving it in treasures of the lives of people on this day. Let's pray. Won't you stand with me, please? Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the folks that are here i thank you for the opportunity of proclaiming your truth i thank you for those that didn't take everything with them when they went on that day they left things and they deposited them into my life in this earthly vessel a treasure to share the gospel to encourage people to tell people you love them to forgive people lord and to watch people grow because they've got a dream bigger than yours and lord it's so exciting to see that happen and lord I just ask you to be with those today. Maybe there's someone here this morning with every head bowed and eyes closed that just, you say, I'd like to get on that journey. I'd like to learn to forgive. I'd like to share my love. I'm just afraid to. I understand. I've been there. But let me encourage you, it's a positive thing to do. And we'll be glad to show you how you can know for sure. And then you can decide for yourself because the truth is folks, all that day, is coming to each one of us. We're gonna face that day, all of us. And all of us have this day. Take it or leave it. Lord, let us leave more than we take. In Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever the Lord spoke to your heart about while she's playing the piano, won't you, won't you come? Dark times come in our lives. And we're all gonna face that day. I hope you understand the truth now that you can take it with you. But you shouldn't. You can take it, but we really should. Ruth, what's the name of that song? You may be seated just a moment, please. What's the name of that song? Pardon? So Faithful. Faithful. That's pretty. I like that. Listen, uh, folks, uh, we're going to go and baptize. We we haven't forgot that. And that's going to be an exciting time. You need to come and encourage them. But before you go, I want you to come this day and welcome John and Linda Cowan. They come to join the church. And as is our custom for those that are visiting, we vote. Yours may not. That's, that's okay. That's just how we do it. So I have a motion. Uh, Vita makes a motion. Uh, Brother Ed or DL seconds it. and uh, all in favor? Amen. Any opposed see Don? <laughs> There's the door. Amen. And they're coming by a statement and they're joining they're Johnny and, and Dorothy's neighbors and they've been, Witnessing to them, inviting them, encouraging them. They know they're saved. They know they've been baptized by immersion. They've read our bylaws, constitution, and, and uh, they want to be part of this community family. This stand, I want you to come by and welcome them. And then uh, don't forget to go down. If you can't get out of the car, that's all right. Just wait in the car at me Cove. But encourage Evelyn and Larry. Uh, they're doing a very big thing, uh, especially if they can't swim. But we do have little little blow up floaties. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just joking. And we'll have a couple of guys in the water to help me, and we're going to be doing the baptism. And I got, uh, Gwendol, would you, uh, you know who Gwendolyn Foster is? Raise your hand, Gwendolyn, and he'll come to you with the microphone. He's around in front of Larry Wilson. Folks, we only got this day. The choice is up to you. Take it that day. And you can take it with you now, not in a hearse, behind a, uh, I mean you U-Haul behind a hearse, but you can take some things with you, can't you? But you really shouldn't. And let's, uh, let's leave as a treasure on this day. And John come forward and he said, this day is a day they want joy. Amen? Amen. Brother Gwynn. Lord, we thank you for this day. And uh Thank you for the word that was broken to us, Lord, that we could better understand, Lord, what our uh, goal is in this life. And we just pray, Lord, that we'll choose the things, Lord, that we need to take with us and the ones we need to leave. Lord, bless each and every one that's here today. Keep your hand on us, Lord. Keep us safe and close to you. In Jesus' name, Amen.